Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right, my friends. We are back with another episode of Family from the Heart, and that sounds much better. Okay. Can you tell the difference? I don't know. I just turned the slider down the last time. Okay. This is take two of this episode of Family from the Heart. I have no clue what episode number it is, and it doesn't even matter. No, it does not. All right. So I told you I'd explain to you my idea. What do you think about a significant major crossover episode? You know how like sometimes they had The Flash, oh my goodness. Supergirl, and, the, and Arrow? But if... So is this crossover in that you have to listen to all of the podcasts no. to get all of the information or like you're getting, you know, one and done. It's just three a one and done. Yeah. Down. It's like, listen, it doesn't matter which of the three podcasts you're subscribed to. If you listen to this one, you can skip it on the other two. Awesome. Yes. I'm down for that. All right. What so shows are so obviously we started with family from the heart. So only the family from the heart audience would have heard what you just heard or what you're hearing now. Perfect. All right. And so now what you can do is you need to say what you would say at the beginning of a thriving mosaic episode. So go ahead. Start it off as a thriving mosaic, but it's also going to be, yeah, all that. I I trust you got it. Go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. This is what I like to call a special crossover event. So heads up, if you are subscribed to Family from the Heart or The Audio Journal, and you've already listened to those for this week, is that correct? Not The Audio Journal, The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Oh, The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Well, let's just put it this way. We're going to record it as if it's going to be The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. If we say things that are terribly horrible and I don't want to actually share it with the public in my podcast, I might actually move it to The Audio Journal. Anyway... It's still a special crossover event. This episode will be on multiple feeds coming from the Ravenscrafts this week. So you can listen to it here. You can listen to it there. You can listen to it everywhere. But here we go. All right. And now for the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Super excited to bring to you a special crossover event of the decade. I don't know. It sounded sounded fun. Anyway, Stephanie and I are in the studio together. I will, by the way, Stephanie, hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Great to have you here. Thank you. So for those of you who regularly tune into the Cliff Ravenscraft show, a couple things I want to share with you. First and foremost, there will be more of the Free the Dream message coming to you in this podcast feed. 
if you want the Free the Dream core message uninterrupted in its own podcast feed, look up for just go look up the Free the Dream podcast in your favorite podcast directory. I haven't checked to see now if it is working so that you can just search for Free the Dream. So when I submitted this podcast, Stephanie, it was called Free the Dream Podcast. And for whatever reason, if you just searched for Free the Dream, it would not pull up the Free the Dream podcast. So I'm doing a search right now for Free the Dream. Click See All and see it's not there. Now, watch this. If I go back and do search for Free the Dream and then add the word podcast at the end, it is going to pull it up right there. Interesting. So, so do a search for Free the Dream podcast in your favorite podcast directory and you should be able to subscribe to that feed. So more content coming later, but this is a crossover event. This is primarily, first and foremost, a family from the heart podcast episode, which is a podcast Stephanie and I have done. Gosh, when did we, we started in 2008? January of 2008. Yeah, January 2008. So we're getting ready to start our 12th year now. We've, we took some time off for a little while of this podcast, of the Family from the Heart podcast, but we're back. Some new and exciting things happening in our family and, and, we just felt led to start it up again. But this is also a crossover episode with Thriving Mosaic, which is Stephanie's solo podcast. So that's what's going on. Now we've done the intro to all three podcast episodes. <gasps> Stephanie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Good. Never been better. Gets better every single yeah, day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so some interesting things have been going on in our family. Yes. This is not business related in any way, shape, or form. This is all family stuff. This is this is like the important stuff of life. Most definitely. Well, okay that that was I, I'm no. I'm trying to th- no I, I get it. It is the important stuff of life, but that almost says well wait a second. That means that what we do in business isn't the important stuff in life, and that's not true. I think it's I think it's all important. It is all important, and I think. We are in a unique position where there's a lot of crossover between mm. the personal family stuff and the business stuff as well. So it is all important. I just thought as a global statement, that didn't seem it didn't it's, it came out. I thought it. But when it came out, it didn't it didn't it's kind of like it came out and it just like dropped straight to the ground. It didn't float out. Is that like how the, that went? Yeah. Didn't yeah. you see it? It just nope. like lead. I didn't. It was like a lead balloon. It gotcha. did not float. No, lead balloon would not float. Ah, so let's talk about um, where sh- boys, how stupid they are. <laughs> boys are stupid. This is this is the great advice that um, Cliff gave our daughters recently. Well, more specifically, McKenna. I know you said it to both of them. Well, I no, I, I in in talking with Megan, I was more along the lines of okay the conversation with McKenna. Gotcha. See, when you're 14, boys are stupid. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. The older you get, the less stupid the boys are. I don't know about that. No, I'm not talking about the boys. I'm talking okay. about for girls. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. I, I'm okay. I'm just thinking that once you're 15, girls should think boys are a little bit less stupid, uh, and and it should get to the place where it's like right around age 25, it's okay to start thinking boys are cool. 
I love that you think that because you were even married before you were 25. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, hey, this isn't, <laughs> this is about my illogical father brain. Oh, Okay, I'm following as, now. As now a, I get where you're going. You, yes, yes, as a dad, I can have all kinds day. of beliefs. We were talking about... Um, so McKenna has um, recently started going on dates. They are obviously um, escorted <laughs> to a place that... you know. Um, and what was it that you said... And I answered it with logic, and you're like, "Don't get logical on me." Yeah, this this has nothing to do with logic. I I, I do not need to defend what my words, my thoughts, my feelings. My what, I don't. I'm need not to, asking you to defend them. As, as a father, when you're 14 years old, boys are stupid. You should stay away from them. All right. Well, she's, you should just um, wait until you're 25 and and find the right guy and get married. She's less than six months. <laughs> From being 15, and you just said that at 15, boys could be less stupid. Yeah, less so, stupid, but still stupid. But Which so, means if so they're stupid, you should stay just, away. She's just like... You should stay away from, mu- you should stay away from five, stupid five, stuff. Five months. Five months. It you should stay away from stupid stuff, but we don't <laughs> tell you that every day. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking <laughs> about my daughter. <laughs> that I'm, I am not worried about being a hypocrite here. I am I happily hypocritical as a father. Yes, that's fine. I, I I make that's fine. the The girls are very um, thankful that I stand between them and your hypocritical self. <laughs> yes. Now, with that yeah. being said, I I, I want to say for the record that both my McKenna. Who is our fourteen-year-old, almost fifteen? Well, is that, she's, she's no, fourteen. I, I was just saying she's. I, closer I don't know to, what the heck you're talking about over she's there. She's closer to fifteen. Than it she doesn't to matter 14, to me. She's fourteen. My gosh, I'm almost closer to a hundred than zero. You, <laughs> not quite yet, though. No, <laughs> but the, you anyway. get there. Ah, uh, what was I going to say? The I was going to say something. The thing about our... our so, McKenna does not have a boyfriend. She does not. Which I, I want to say is incredibly awesome. Now, the thing is, is that there's a very real possibility that within a very sh- brief period of time, like within the next couple days, weeks, or months, she could change her mind and say, this is my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that will happen or not. Part of me is evilly hoping, no, please, let the guy be a total jerk and do something stupid so she can see her dad was right. Actually, I don't. I, I, I don't. I know that. I, I'm. That's just a little bit of a joke. So, just uh, a little bit. <laughs> but I, I want to just talk about McKenna for just a moment and just say how proud I am of a couple of things. Number one, I am proud of the fact that She's not just immediately emotionally like, you know what, peer pressure. I've got so many friends who have had boyfriends and have been dating and all this other stuff. And, you know, I just I'm just going to rush into this. And that's what a lot of teenage girls would do. It is. It's, it's like, listen, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what kind of a jerk this is. I will I will I will lower my standards so that I can have someone so that I don't feel left out of the crowd of my friends who have boyfriends. Right. That, that, is what- that is the average teenage response. And I just want to say 
I am incredibly thankful that we have raised McKenna in such a way, and that, and not that we're fully responsible, that that she has gone about life as a fourteen-year-old in a way that I admire and respect deeply. The the fact that she's like, listen, I, I what? Tell me, tell me what she told this boy. Okay, so she has um. She told him she wasn't going to jump into being his girlfriend. Um, she had to know him better. They had to have. They had to have four dates, minimum, before she would make that decision. And um, what else did she tell? And she's made it very clear on what she will and won't do. Actually, she's made it very clear on what she won't do. Right. And um, and I I think that that's that's very mature for fourteen. Yes, it is. It is very mature. And so, um, they have been on how many dates now? Two. They've been on two double dates and one, just the two of them. Gotcha. Okay. So and chaperoned by us. Yes. Was also now we went to the same movie theater, but we saw different movies, mm-hmm. and then we went to the same restaurant, but we sat at different tables. So they had their own date. Mm-hmm. We just got to drive them there. Yeah, that and that was weird, but <laughs> it was. But it just seemed. Yeah, it, I yeah. mean, it was. It, it was. It was weird for me as a dad. It wasn't weird. I didn't feel weird. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. It's just as a dad, I'm like, I don't know how I want to feel. That's what it is. It's not how do I feel about this. I haven't yet decided how I'm how I desire to feel about okay. this part of me you wants can to, define what this means i yes <laughs> i get to choose how i feel you get to choose how i you can feel assign about whatever this. but i'm like hmm of my various uh, seemingly unlisted un- unlimited number of meanings that i could associate to this which one do i want to choose and and so <laughs> illogical is what he's going with right now. Illogical is 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 a fun one, but no, it, it it went it went rather well. And I was very I was I was very pleased by the two times that I've met this boy that McKenna is has been beta testing. Beta. T- <laughs> That's funny. Yes, that is funny. I um I also um think he is. He's a very sweet, polite boy. They have real conversation. Mm-hmm. And and that is incredible at, at their age. It's not just, you know, they're, they're not just vague questions. Yeah. And, um, you know, they were at dinner. They were like two tables away from us, but nobody was in between. And so I could hear a little bit like they're having real conversation. And I think that that is pretty incredible. He was very polite. He was. And I think, I think the fun part is that on our way home, you and McKenna needed, or McKenna needed to use the bathroom and she wanted you to go to the bathroom with her. Cause she's afraid to go into the gas station by herself. Yep. And you guys get out of the car and you tell her what? I said, I said, you do realize you left him in the car alone with your dad. She's like, I know, but I got to be so bad. <laughs> and, and this, this is, this is what I really liked. And, and I wouldn't tell you guys for a while. I, I waited until Megan was with us so I could tell you all together. So 
when you guys got out of the car, we had a little bit of chit chat, kind of small talk, because I don't know, I still don't know how I want to feel about this, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I just, I, I wanted to acknowledge him. I wasn't going to sit there and ignore him. him, right? So anyway, he's. Uh, I said something. He said something. Chit chat. He goes. By the way, I'm Chris. We haven't been formally introduced. And he shakes my hand and he asks me, "Should I call you Mr. Ravenscraft?" And I said, no, you can call me Cliff. And I don't know if we said any much more after that, but because it was still kind of awkward. It's still kind of right. But, and, and that was a meaning that I was choosing to associate it to it. <laughs> yeah. But but no, I, was, I, I just want to say for the record that I was very impressed by, by the interactions that I've seen so far. And I'm still, as a dad, not excited about my 14-year-old getting ready to have potentially have Attention. her first boyfriend. I don't like that. I, I I don't know why. I have no logical reason not to like that. I know I trust my daughter, and this boy seems to be nice. It's just that very few times on earth is there a situation where somebody met a boy when they were 14 years old, and they've been together and happily married well, and for the rest of their you. life. And she'll say that to you. You know, she says, I, I like him. But I'm 14. But and it and it kind of so what I will tell you is it reminds me of the thought of having a puppy. This is no different. The thought of McKenna having a boyfriend is no different than having a puppy. And the the puppy is going to be around for about 18 years, and one day he's going to break our heart. He's going to leave us. Not of his choice. I know. But it just he he's not going to be around for the next fifty five sixty years. I know, and and so for me, I I I know. Th- th- do you see where I'm going with this illogical? Yes, but you cannot protect her from every heartbreak. I know, I know. But like, I just I would love to put her to in a bubble until she's twenty. That's. I'm just kidding. Not smart. It's not smart. It's not something I would do. I know. I am willfully involved in this process. I know. I'm just telling you that the illogical dad brain of me wants her to just... I know. Stay away. Boys are stupid. <laughs> but this boy is seemingly nice. Um, and, 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 and I have a great BS detector. Yes. As do I. Belief system. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no. I have a good. I have a good intuition about people, and th- this isn't fake. Yep. Th- th- he is sincerely a respectful kid, and yeah. Yep. And yeah. um. And I and I feel the same way. And um, friends of ours have have met him because, um, his best friend is dating McKenna's best friend, and so the four of them have spent time together. And and um. McKenna's best friend's parents have have spent time with them, and and they get the same. You know, he introduced himself. He shook their hand um, when they met, and I don't know what you're doing on your phone. I am but, just looking. Wait, okay. We, I have so, uh, a call at twelve o'clock. So oh, okay. I just need to. You know, I should probably put some sort of timer on my thing, and that oh, way I won't well, have. We're to, already twenty minutes. Well, I know. Actually, we're not because the first six were. Yeah, I know. Hold on. How, how do I? Oh my goodness. Fill the air there, baby. I don't know what he's trying to do. So, so McKenna is is potentially working toward having a boyfriend, and that freaks Cliff out. It doesn't freak me out. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm out of my comfort zone. <gasps> mm-hmm. 
I like it when I'm Life just... Life is about getting out of your comfort I zone know and it growing is. in that. I And I am. Thank you so much, McKenna, for this wonderful fatherly growing experience. I'm really appreciative. Well, I think it's been a long time since you've had to grow as a father. So, you know, <sighs> welcome to the parenting side of I'm life. I'm just kidding. I, I said at the end, open of the show, I've never been better. It gets better every single day. I know. Day. And I... And I know. Yes. So the girls now... Um, you, you shared his name, and I don't know. Are you going to take? I that haven't out? shared his name, did you I? Did he introduced himself? And oh, so are you going to? Well, take that it's out? just his or? first name. Okay. It's not a big deal. Um. So anyway, you shared his name, and it's it's Chris. Mm-hmm. And um, Megan now has a boyfriend, which we're going to talk about in in a minute. And I actually have her permission to say his name, and his name is Colton. Yep. And um, so the girls have the, gotten together. The, the rest of this episode is going to be about this whole scenario. Let oh, me I tell know. you. So um, the girls have gotten together <laughs> and they've decided that it's time for Matthew to have a girlfriend and her name needs to start with a C because all of our children, their names start with M. So they've decided that now by by chance that two of them ended up liking um, someone with a C name that, that Matthew just... By default, needs to. Yep. Anyway. Okay. So they're funny. So let's let's transition now. Do I have some transition music? We don't need transition. All right, it's time to transition over to Megan now. Megan. <laughs> what do you mean? We always need transition music. Okay. <sighs> All right. So Megan, it was her birthday this weekend. It was. Megan turned twenty years old yesterday. And she found a boy. She did. Well, the boy has been around for a little while. He has. And I've been aware of it. And I haven't actually had any kind of concern. A couple, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, I told you about a lawyer friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He's writing a ebook for his potential clients to give away for free. It's kind of like, hey... Have do you have a child that's going off to college or has recently gone off to college? Here are the X number of things that you need to know. You know, and Mm -hmm. so he's like, Cliff, I'd like to do some research. Would you mind telling me what are when you sent Megan off to college? What were your greatest fears? What were the thing? What what was like? What's the one top one or two things that kept you up at night or what? You know that kind of question, right? And I said, I'll tell you what, can we do a FaceTime call? Because I don't want to type all of this stuff out because it's it would take a lot to explain this to you and I hate to write. So if you want to do a FaceTime call, let me know. I said, sure. I said, and we got on the call and I said, and I said, absolutely nothing. I sleep like a baby. Well, okay. I no, sleep, you sleep like a teenager. <laughs> I sleep like a teenager. I sleep incredibly well. And I've not worried about anything. I, uh, what I the only thing I can tell you is that when we dropped her off at college, I wept like no one like else. I am like, oh my gosh! It was like we just buried our daughter and, and left the gravesite. I mean, it, it felt like that. Okay, I didn't have that same feeling. I, that, that, it, it, I, it just, I mean, that's the that's the that's, that's like so how dramatic. That's how powerfully emotional that experience was. Pulling away, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are leaving me." Actually, yeah. she said, "Don't leave me." Yeah, don't leave me. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm leaving her," and and that really stung for a couple hours, and and we drove home in silence. <laughs> but. Since then, oh my gosh, I have this incredibly awesome room that I get to nap in on a daily basis. 
she is not here all day, every day, saying, I'm bored, I'm bored. You know, and she's, it's like, she's, it's like, this is so cool. I said, I don't worry about, I don't, I, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried about her decisions, her choices, what could happen, all of that stuff. You know, I believe Stephanie and I, from the beginning, well, actually, not from the beginning, we took this course called Growing Kids God's Way, which is terrible. Absolutely the worst piece of coaching slash mentoring slash teaching slash whatever advice we'd ever been given ever. Growing Kids God's Way by the Ezos. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. However, what I will say is that after that, we made the decision, we are not raising children, we're raising responsible young adults, or responsible adults. Adults, right. The end game, the end goal was always for them to leave the house as morally responsible, independent individuals. Yes. And... It was, that's exactly it. And so we spent years of our lives investing in each of our three children so that when faced with challenges in life, they will be equipped to make the decisions that are necessary that that will be in alignment with what they have developed internally as their own belief system and their own philosophy of life. That's who is that? The pharmacy at Kroger oh, in Bowling Green. All right. Hello. All right. So that's taken care of. It is. Now, what are you doing? I'm seeing if this is the cleaning lady on her way. Okay. Yeah, she's on her way. All right. And I got that six minutes ago. So we got a little bit. Cool. Okay, so where were we? Oh, so the thing is, trust them to make the decisions. And as far as worry, I said, worry has never done anything valuable for me. Mm -hmm. Worrying about, will she be in a car accident? Worrying about, will she have some kind of... speeding ticket. Yeah, (laughs) worrying about whether or not she's going to walk somewhere alone on campus that's unsafe. She says to me the other day, she says... Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about a paper that she had due and um, whether she was going to make her deadline or whatever. And she says, she, you and dad never check my grades. Nope. Like, no, you know what your you know what GPA you need to keep to keep your keys money, which is money that the state of Kentucky gave her based on her GPA in high school or gives her based on her GPA in high school and, um, and a small scholarship that she was awarded from Western Kentucky university said, so you know, the GPA that you need to keep to keep those two things, you know, that the only expectation from mom and dad is that you keep that GPA. The rest is on you. Yeah. You're an adult. You're an adult. Go adult. Yeah, go be an adult. And she comes home. She calls home sometimes with some less than adult feelings and experiences, and like, okay, here's 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 how you handle this as an adult. Here, here. She told me she saw the she saw the um, meme on Kroger on Kroger on Facebook, and um, she sent it to you. It is the low tire pressure um, symbol, and it says, "Do you know what this means?" And and the uh, comment on the bottom says, "It means I need to call my dad." Yep. Now, when I get that, I call Matt from Honda. But <laughs> anyway. Yep. So anyway, I, I, the the whole situation is that, listen, you know, I'm not worried about my daughter. I, here's what I know. 
my daughter is going to go down there and she's going to make a lot of really wise decisions because of some of the upbringing that she's had. She's got two incredibly awesome parents that are out of this world awesome. And her dad is like, hello, the most awesome dad on the planet. What what are you looking at now? I'm looking to see what time Amanda is going to be here. Okay. So that, I don't know if you can hear the doorbell down here. I, and I have headphones on. Last time it didn't ring at all. Sarah That's said. true. It didn't. It's done that a couple of times. So okay. anyway, I was just getting like an ETA cool. in my mind. Because the text message that they send, yeah. um, you can track their progress. Gotcha. It says 1141 ETA. So. 1141. All right. We We're got good. time. Go. Where was Sorry. I? Awesome parents. Yeah, incredibly awesome parents. So we know she's we we have equipped her well to make some really wise decisions. We have. At the same time, our daughter until yesterday was a teenager. And even now that she's no longer a teenager, even at age 20, she's going to make She's going to make some really stupid mistakes. I mean, like incredibly stupid mistakes. And some of them and every Bad decision that she makes will have consequences, some of them more severe than others. But I'm not going to worry about those in advance. Right. And actually, that's a that that one. I'm not going to worry about them, period. There you go. Because that, that phrase came out and like that one dropped to the ground as well. Did you see that one drop <laughs> I, to the ground? That, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think I felt that falling before you were finished. Yeah. But, um, I, th- there's no reason. Worrying about her, the, the consequences of her poor choices in life in advance doesn't help anyone. Neither does worrying about them Nor do, in, in present. Or present when they've happened. So why why worry? Why be anxious? Why stay up at night and and lose your sleep? Why have cortisol running through your body destroying you? Causing disease. That's just not who I am. So I said I I love the fact that you're writing this ebook, but unfortunately I have nothing to offer you when it comes to fear, <laughs> worry, or anxiousness about sending my kids. I was I'm delighted she's off to college. That's right. I, before she even left, um, I recorded a podcast that literally was titled Overjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Overjoyed. Okay. So um, how long ago did, did she say that she has a boyfriend? Um, it was September. September. Maybe, maybe. It was late September, early October. All right. And so she's been dating this boy and he's about an hour away. And you've known about it immediately. I think I knew about it not too long after that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, still as a dad, it's like, boys are stupid. Right? It's just, that's just my dad response. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just like tuning into whatever information comes my way. I'm not going to think one way or another Mm -hmm. about this. It's like, I just, I'm concerned about my daughter's heart. You know, it's like, listen, I, you know, I, 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 but the reality is if she wants to one day have a relationship long term with somebody, she's got to, she needs to get out there and find out who it is that, that would be a good fit for her exactly. and, and stuff. So, and she's not 14, so I'm kind of okay. You're kind of okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. So I, I haven't had any real concern about this. I, I I'm kind of just saying, okay, let's. See how things happen and and what happens and whatever 
comes our way as a result of this, whatever we learn about, we'll just take it one day at a time. That's how I've kind of approached it. And then comes the time. (laughs) I want you to meet boyfriend. Ah, really? Do I have to do this? Yes, stop whining. I know, I'm kind of just kidding. But kind of. No, seriously, it, it, it wasn't a big deal. So for Megan's birthday weekend, which was this past weekend, her 20th birthday, she wanted me to meet her boyfriend. I wanted us to meet her boyfriend. She did. And I was actually kind of looking forward to it. it they'd been spending enough time together that that they have decided that they, they are very seriously involved with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And I think it's cool that they want, us to meet that he wanted to meet us and yeah, she would. wanted us to meet him and yes so I, I thought that was really cool and you know it, it, this isn't my little baby this is my adult not 14s by the way I, i'm aware so i'm just saying I, I'm, I'm aware. this is my adult child who is is in a in a very i would say a first real genuine this is her first real genuine relationship relationship yes um, so I, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, 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 let's go and meet the boy. Let's go meet the boy. The boy. So yesterday we, well, we had, we had Saturday with just the five Ravenscrafts. Well, that's what I want to do. That was I, fun. I, I'd like to talk real quickly about the whole weekend. So okay. let's, let's. Real quickly. Yeah, kind of right. quickly. All right, go ahead. All right. So. We can't do anything quickly. We all know this by now. All right. So. We decide we're going to spend the weekend doing some fun stuff together. Megan has a class at the university called Pop Culture. Pop Culture. And her professor gave her an assignment, a field trip, to go to a Comic-Con in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. And it's called GalaxyCon. And she's like, hey, so I'm going to be in Louisville. Do you guys want to meet me there? You know, maybe we can meet up for lunch or something like that. And I'm like, well, it's, why don't we go? Why don't we go? To Ga- Let's go yeah. to GalaxyCon. I've never been to a Comic-Con before in my life. No. I, had nev- I have. I've seen one because when Megan was on dance team, we had a dance competition in Lexington, Kentucky. And in the, the um, convention center, there was also a Comic-Con going on. And so you can see people in um, cosplay and stuff like walking around. So I have been in an environment, but I have not been to the event. Right. And, I've, and I'm have and i a total geek, so I love pop culture. Stephanie and I both love pop. I mean, gosh, we've done a Twilight Saga podcast, a Hunger Games yeah. podcast. We did a six-year Lost podcast. I mean, we, we are into pop culture. So I'm like, I, I think... I think we ought to go. And you're like, okay. Okay. So we bought a one-day pass to GalaxyCon 2019. We left at 9.30 in the morning, dropped our super pup off over at some friends who took care of him overnight. Yes. Which was awesome. It was amazing. And we drove, what was it? Is it about an hour and a half? It's about an hour and a half to Louisville. We drove an hour and a half to Louisville. We had lunch. We met up with Megan in a parking uh, spot. And then we had Guy Ferrari's smokehouse. smokehouse down in Louisville. And it was, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd rate it about a 6. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was cool that... I'm not dying to go back. Yeah, I I, I, I don't ever desire to go back. Uh, City Barbecue has better brisket. <laughs> so, 
Uh, just saying. Anyway, we had great lunch, and then we w- walked over just two blocks down to GalaxyCon, where it was at this Louisville Convention Center, and it was cool. We we walk in, I get the program, and I see that they have a panel for Deep Space Nine, and two of the actors from Deep Space Nine are being it's Q and A with them. Right. Terry Farrell, I think, is the girl's name. She played Dax. And Armin something who played Quark. What are you listening for? The doorbell. Okay. Do you want to go and see if there's somebody at the door? Maybe. Go ahead. Okay. Press the doorbell while you're up there. And I'll I'll do some more talking about this. How's that sound? That sounds great. I'll fill the dead air. All right. So anyway, there was uh, this panel session with uh, Terry and Armin. I think that's their names. Anyway, Dax and Quark. And I, we, there was only about 20 minutes left in this panel. And I walked around to the side and I noticed that there were chairs all the way up in the very front row. So I got a front row seat into this panel and it was incredibly cool because I love Star Trek. I've watched every episode of the original series. I watched every episode of uh, The Next Generation twice, I think. I've watched every episode of Deep Space Nine and every episode of Voyager, and I cannot force myself to finish watching Enterprise. Was there anybody there? No. Did you press the button? I didn't, because that would disturb the pup, and then he'd start barking, and okay, all kinds of things would go crazy. So, we're good. All right. So, I'm a huge fan of Deep Space Nine, and I watched every season of this show, and I'm a huge fan of these actors. It's like, that was so cool to be in the front row right there, right then. Now, I've never been to Comic-Con, so I don't know what the uh, the etiquette is for asking for selfies and stuff like that. I, I, For some reason, I felt that I shouldn't go up and ask for a selfie. They were right there in front of me, and they were talking and, and stuff like that. And it's a good thing that I didn't because that's one of the ways that they make money is is by having people go up to the yeah. floor and you can pay for selfies. And I, I didn't have a lot of cash on me because we're near the end of the month and have spent a lot of my slush fund. Yes, Wednesday. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to that. I need to refill. But um, it, was so, it was still so cool to be so close and to hear their stories about different ways characters were developed over time and how involved they were in that process. It was, it was a lot of fun. I actually enjoy, I um, was in part of it, but you walked in and then you disappeared. Um, We now know that you went to the front row, but you know, Cliff has this amazing ability to forget that his family is following him when he goes places like galaxy cons or, you know, the great city of London. Um, <laughs> and uh, and just kind of leaves the rest of us in the dust. And so we couldn't find him. So we went, we left that room and went to explore and see what else that there was around. Um, we ended up up on the expo floor uh, where a lot of the, a lot of the actors had their booths set up so you could, so you could go and have your selfies and your picture taken and stuff like that and get your autographs and you know booths set up to to sell different things and um we walked around there we went downstairs into the basement of the convention center and that's where some of the 
other panels were happening. You know, there were there were other um, sessions, sessions, and Q&As. there were game rooms and stuff going. There were I don't think there were any Q and A's downstairs. Okay, but um, but sessions and and gaming rooms and different stuff going. It was on an downstairs. incredible it was event. Really... I didn't get to see the lower level, but the ex- exhibition hall was massive. It was. Uh, I only set in on the one Q and A, but that thing went from like in the morning until like like midnight well into the night i sat in on a q a for felicia day from supernatural and i actually got pulled out of that by you to go meet um brett um on oh, colin colin um who played goodwin on lost and various other things but i'm not a supernatural fan but I know people who are. And so it was just kind of cool to, to sit in there with her and listen to her answer, answer these questions about how, you know, anyway, it, it was, it was interesting. It was. And so I, while after the DS nine, I noticed that you guys had, you know, wandered off on your own and I looked at my text messages like, okay, they're not looking for me. So I went up, up to the exhibition hall and I got to meet Brett Spiner and I'm like, I saw that, you know, they have these prices for photo ops and all this other stuff. And you can pay for those things. Do not pay for those ahead of time. If you go to a Comic-Con, don't, they? because on the website, it was like $95 to meet this person and, yeah. and this and that. Yeah. That's the official photo ops times. And you have to stand in that massive line. But though they all have their own booth where you could pay, you have to pay cash. But you, they have these these tables where they just stand there, and, and you could pay half that price for an autograph. Or and it is the average was about forty five dollars if you wanted an autograph. It was thirty dollars if you wanted a selfie with them, and it, and then there was a price for combined if you wanted yeah. both. And I'm sitting there, and it's like, and these these actors and these stars, so they're all of the Q and A and all this other stuff's going on, and there's like no lines for some of them. For some of them. For some of them. And one of the Brett Spiner's just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm gonna go up and talk. By the way, he played Lieutenant Commander Data, so I went up to uh, Brent Spiner and I'm like, Hi! I was like, I'm a huge fan. I said, I wish you guys, you know, or actually, no, I said, How much do you take credit card? And they say, No, we do cash only. So I pull out my thing and I'm like, and I had so many singles. I had, I had a, I think it was, I did twenty. I had a twenty. And then I had a ton of singles, and so I, I kind of was like, "You should just stack a cash." <laughs> and so I gave him this like that, and and you know, I just chatted with him for a little bit, and we took a picture, and I have a picture with me and Data. How cool is that? It's very, it's very it was, cool. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, I'm a massive fan of Star Trek. I know. And then right next to his booth was Michael Dorn, but I didn't have any cash. And then right next to that was uh, so now Armin. I would have, I would have had the same reaction to to michael dorn because um he's my favorite yeah he played Worf, Worf for those my, that yeah. don't know Worf is my favorite and then quark and dax were down there and i'm like and i wanted to go get some cash from my card but i didn't have my business card and so which we need to go to the bank and i need to ask them to get me a business card okay so Are you sure it's not in your office somewhere it might be i, I need to look at my other wallet right. but um so we need to move this along but so you, you had we had an excellent time at oh well and we met goodwin who i already said that yeah i know brett colin who played um goodwin on lost and he also played thomas wayne in the most recent movie called joker mm -hmm. so 
anyway, it, it was it was cool. It and, was, and we had we had a really great conversation with Brett Collin. Yes, we did. Talked a lot about his time on Lost, Jorge Garcia, the writers of the show. That was fun. And then we talked a little bit about the Joker and the social commentary and stuff like that. I had, I think I had, out of our entire family, I had more fun at GalaxyCon than anybody else. Yes. I want to go back. Yes. Um, part of our problem was that you had the schedule. Yeah. And we couldn't find t- to get another to get another schedule. So we didn't know what was going on. So we just kind of walked around, which was fine. But after we left... After we left Louisville, we made a stop in Bowling Green so that um, we could drop off the things that we had to deliver to Megan, and she could pack and get her stuff, and we could head on into Nashville. Yep. Then we went down to Nashville after that, and we were going to look at Christmas lights, chose not to do that last minute, went over to the Opry Mills Mall, walked around for a little bit, got some food. And then everybody was kind of tired. And we were tired. tired. We were tired and ready to crash. So we found our hotel and that's what we did. That's what we did. Sunday morning we wake up. It is Megan's birthday. We start getting ready and we head to meet the boyfriend. Yep. And we meet him just outside of the Rainforest Cafe. Are you going to go see if the doors? I just feel like I hear knocking. Okay. And it could just be that I'm expecting it and... Just, why don't you unlock, or never mind. Just, she will be back. She's going to throw her headphones back on and jump right back into the story where we're standing outside of the Rainforest Cafe and in walks Megan and the boy. Megan and the boy. So we actually, um, we saw her walking to him in the parking lot and, and, Matthew, Matthew says, are we going to, I said, no, let her go and bring him to introduce him to us. Like that's how, that's how this should go. And so we, we go in and, and wait for her to bring him. So she does, he, he shakes everyone's hand and was, we, we like, all right, so let's get our name on the list. Let's, you know, and I love that. A lot of yesterday was just him kind of observing our dynamic. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, our dynamic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, gonna... we, we don't need to tell our audiences that. No. Um, not, well, here's the... We are a family who has given up on the ordinary to yes. live the lives for which we were created. Yes, but there are some situations and circumstances where we're better behaved than others <laughs> okay were we better behaved in this circumstance no we were very much ourselves yesterday okay, I was, no, I was gonna I'm say. Saying, very few people get to get to see us in our natural <laughs> habitat <laughs> and and just kind of you know and so i love that i mean he was always polite yes he was um always respectful yes but he picked up on our dynamic and blended in well right away. He did. And I thought that that was pretty incredible. I did too. I was very impressed with him. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd rate him a perfect 10 for uh, my expectations for somebody that I hope that my daughter would be interested in. Absolutely. And I love, and and we told her that she needs to listen to this later. So I'm going to say I love that he wasn't afraid to show her affection in front of us. Yep. I absolutely love that because if he was, that would say more about him, about him than 
than the reverse. Right. And um, so I, I absolutely love that he wasn't afraid to show her affection in front of they held hands. They, you know, she, they walked arm in arm sometimes. Um, he kissed her on the head or on the cheek and like he wasn't afraid to, to show her affection. And I, I loved that. Um, yes, I was paying attention and, and I did notice those things. Yep. Uh, and he answered the most important question appropriately. When what podcasts does he listen to? I asked him what podcasts he listened to. What's so funny? It was hilarious because you're like all serious and you're like, all right, I'm going to ask you the most important question of the day. Yep. And like you laid this really serious and he's like, all right, he's ready. Right? And then you say, so what podcast do you subscribe to? Yep. I want to know. Yeah. And he had two. And I don't did. remember what they are now, I, but I, he had two. Here's what I know. They, they, I didn't, I had not heard of either of them, either of those podcasts and I don't even know what the topics are, but I, but the fact that he listens to podcasts was important to me. Yeah, I, I love that that was important to you because I've been creating podcasts with you for 14 years and I don't listen to podcasts. That's fine. So what does that say about how you feel about me? I, I've, you've listened to podcasts before. I have. So I don't Enough wanna... to know I'm not really good at it. <laughs> it's fine. No, it, it, I, it was, that was mostly joking. Uh, it, it doesn't matter to me, but I, I just there's there are things you can learn about people by where and how they consume content. I mean, there's lots of things that I, I like about Colton already. I I love the fact that he knows something that he wants to do in life. Um, I was I I had I had asked some questions. I had given him a different way of thinking about ultimate goals and and stuff like that. And he's very open and receptive to. Ah, I never really thought I've about things thought that. About, yeah, that is that's an interesting thing to consider. I and and I could tell that he received that. I'm like, there's a lot of things that were that were brought up in conversation, seemingly innocent. Nobody might have ever thought of anything, but there's a lot of things that I, I'm I'm just like I said, ten ten out of ten. I'm not saying he's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. He's Norman. a boy. He's stupid. I'm stupid because I'm a boy. But here's what I will tell you is that. Did you know that he told her when they first started dating, one of the things that he really likes about her is that she's smarter than he is. Nice. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, anyway. But but I, I just, yeah, I was, I was very impressed. As and, was I. And after lunch, I'm like, cool. Then we went over to, this is the, I mean, okay, Perfect. This is a perfect first get to know the new boyfriend scenario. Yep. You can't do anything better than this, and that is you and your family bring the boyfriend bring, bo- boyfriend into a room, lock the doors, and make it impossible to get out for an hour. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I lo- this was McKenna and Matthew's idea that we would after lunch do an escape room together. And I love their their whole, they're like, we need to do, we should do an escape room. One, because they're fun. Two, because we can see how he thinks. Yep. Like they were, they put, they put thought into that. Yes, they did. They really did. And, and again, he, he fit right in with us. It really, it really was not like a first meeting. Yep. And we all had a great time. We escaped our room with 28 seconds to spare. Yes, we did. <laughs> I mean, talk about down to the wire. It was like, called The Escape Game, which is a chain. They have one down in the 
Pigeon Forge area where we, we did, did the before. heist. Yeah. This was called Gold Rush. Gold Rush. And it was incredibly awesome. It was really good. Oh my gosh. I, I, I felt like a kid inside of there. It was so much fun. And it's for six to eight people. And we had six of us. But we bought the other two yeah, stock we, spots we out. Paid we paid the other money so that we it was just the six of us, which yep. was nice because that was a way to to see how our you know how we would flow together. Yeah, and it was incredibly awesome. And so it, we had a a wonderful wonderful experience getting to know Colton. I'm happy that they are together. I'm I'm thrilled for Megan. I hope it works out for them. I do. I mean, I I know that this is early days and stuff like that, but you know, that Well, and here's here's what I know. I know that Megan has said to me, "Mom, I'm so thankful that you and Dad have showed me what a real relationship looks like." Yeah. It's not always perfect. It's not only fuzzy feelings, like it it's it's hard work and and it's worth it. And Colton comes from a different experience. And so he knows what he wants because he knows what he doesn't want. Right. And they, they're having, I mean, they're already having dialogue about that, about what that looks like. And um, they speak with long-term language. Yeah. And, and I, and you know, right now they have, the distance, you know, they're an hour apart. Um, and so there's, there's the distance challenge. And I said, make it, if you're going to make it work, make it work. Yeah. It, I, it's, I don't see an hour being a distance. Well, it's just that he's not like right there. Yeah. They can't just go grab lunch. Right. They can't, you know, I mean, which actually, actually could be more beneficial. I think it's better. Than what some people yeah. experience. I think it's better. You know, when I, I told her, when you and I started dating, you were working full-time and going to college. I was working full-time and going to high school. We only saw each other on the weekends. Yeah. And that was good. And that was good. We, it, was, it was something we always looked forward to those times it that we had together. It wasn't until way later that we started spending every, every day, day together. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's... I told her, you can make it work if you want to make it work but you have to make sure that you're both on the same page yep. and go for go from there and then uh so we she drove down she rode down with us uh then after the escape game uh, she was going to her friends from college were coming down to celebrate her birthday with her and colton mm-hmm. so she was going to drive drive back to bowling green with them that night uh, there was an hour between the end of the escape game and when her friends were gonna come, were gonna arrive in Nashville. So it was time for us to leave, and we got in the car and drove. I mean, we said our goodbyes and everything, yep. and we drove back home and came home last night. And she and Colton hung out for an hour and did some shopping at the mall and stuff like that. And then her friends came and they had the whole birthday celebration and did whatever they did in Nashville. And then last night at 10.30 in the evening, I think, I get a call from Megan. I was already asleep. I was asleep as well. And turns out that uh, in the parking garage, his car was broken into or the doors were unlocked. They Somebody got into his car and stole all of the stuff that they purchased at the mall, stole her 
bag with all her of her overnight bag, her overnight bag with her very medication, her makeup, her which a girl would understand. It's going to cost like hundreds of dollars just and to some sentimental jewelry um, and stuff like replace that. her makeup. But but her hairbrush, her toothbrush, like she's like, I have nothing to get ready this morning. Yeah, nothing. Everything was was taken. Um, they, they well, everything filed, that was in the everything that, that was she in the had car, left the car was taken, which in her 20 year old mind last night when she was freaking out was everything that she owned. And so it was um, it, it is it's kind of I think it's kind of good that they're thrown into a stressful situation yes. this early. Yeah, in, I, that's what I started last night when I I was laying there because all of a sudden, you know, I had. I had that fight or flight kind of, oh my gosh, are you okay? You know, that right. kind of stuff. And as soon as I learned that she's okay, and like, listen, all that stuff, that can be replaced. That can, it can all be, re- it's going to take time. Here's the thing. Whoever took it is only going to get like 100, 200 bucks, 300 max. It's going to cost us thousands of dollars to yeah. replace the stuff that was in the bag. And the sentimental stuff can't be replaced. But... But they're not hurt. They're not hurt. There wasn't. It wasn't. That's I was. I, be, I wasn't yeah. being called because we just got into an accident, right. and I'm on my way now, to Megan the emergency room. Now Megan is hurt, but she did that on her own. She tripped and fell. Yeah, so, but I'm just saying that was, and that like, was long before the, the car. But um, yeah. But overall, yeah. I, the one thing that M- Megan will have the temptation to do is to think, "What an absolutely lousy birthday." And I'm like, th- what actually, inc- that's what she. Um, so she had to call the pharmacy this morning to see if her prescription can be um, refilled early because it was stolen. And, you know, just she just started. She just yes. got a refill like a week ago. And um, so she had to call in and the the. Girl at the farm, he says, so what's your birthday? And she gives her her birthday. She goes, oh, you had a bad birthday. She goes, no, I had a great birthday, but it ended really crappy. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, and that's the thing. And, and in the moment, I, I mean, I can understand Megan having those emotional, you know, that break. It's like, this is the end. This is terrible. Everything, you know, and blah, blah. it's like, well, hold on. This is not the end of the world. Right. All of that can be replaced. You're okay. Yeah, you're okay. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. Yeah, and and the important thing is is in hindsight now that that weekend is behind, what you can choose to do is you could choose to focus on what you've lost in those final few hours of that of that birthday weekend, or you can think about all of the awesome experiences that we had that weekend. Mm-hmm. Five years from now, the two thousand dollars worth of stuff that was lost. Will be have been that, replaced. That it it will mean nothing, nothing. to you. Yep. But the experiences that we had that weekend will live with you forever. Mm-hmm. So you decide. And 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 I told Megan. I said I want you to listen to this episode. So Megan, this is me talking to you. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care if anybody else listens right, to this, this podcast. One's just for Megan. So Megan, you get to choose what you focus on about this weekend. And I encourage you to only focus on the awesome way that you and Colton had the opportunity to see one another experience a stretch, a stressful situation and look at that as a gift. Was he there for you? What, how did he treat you in that moment? Did he blame you? Did he try to protect you? You look at the response that happened in that moment and see that as a gift for seeing the man that you are dating. 
there is nothing else that can truly show you the colors of the man that you're dating outside of a, an experience like that and see that as a $2,000 investment in learning who he is. And I heard him speak to your mom on the phone last night. You've got a good man. And it was worth the $2,000 investment. And everything in that bag can be replaced. Except for the sentimental jewelry. Except for the sentimental and jewelry. And you know what? But actually, some of it probably could. <laughs> You'd lose the sentiment, but, you yeah. know. Um, you could reattach new sentiment to a, a new object. Um, yeah, it, it is. He is a good man. That's it. He's still a man boy. But. He's still a boy. And he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but but w- but he's a good one. And Boys are stupid. And that, that I agree with dad, is, is worth the loss of the stuff. Yep. Because it's just stuff. It's just stuff. And like I said, it... it, it if in a way, it's like the perfect way to really end like that, that is, weekend. Seriously, the first thing, I mean, the first thing was like, I'm so angry because that's a lot of stuff. And the second thing was like, how awesome for them to go through something so stressful so early. Yeah. And, well, and, and I'm sitting here. And the same goes for Colton. Like, look at how Megan reacted. Yeah. She's well, crazy. Wait, no, no. To completely ignore how my daughter reacted. No, no, no. She's no, crazy. Seriously. She's dramatic. She's she's emotional. But when all of that is done, she's going to buckle down and do what she's got to do to yes. to fix it. And <laughs> so, it, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's a gift. It is. Our sometimes our greatest obstacles in in life are our greatest our gifts. greatest gifts. It it, it exposes a lot, it, and more than anything, it's like inside of me. Wow, I'm not. Am I happy with how I responded in this scenario? Could I have responded differently? Could I have? What? How can I change for the better as a result of this? Absolutely. So I love it. Anyway, it was an incredibly awesome weekend. I have a coaching ex- or a coaching call in three and a half minutes. Yeah? Yeah. I got to go see what's next on my list. All right. Baby, I Actually, love you. the dryer should be done, which means it's time to make my bed. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys you for tuning in. By the way, this was... Oh, did I actually... Yeah, we talked this about... This was a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, yeah. We're just going to have to end it in one way. Otherwise, that's going to be a lot of post-production. All right. Until next time, we encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level.